Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And we're back in Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. Kind of a little new look here. We're still waiting on JD. You guys know he's not the most punctual guy. But um, we got uh, former cornerback Eric Warfield. And tonight we have uh, Kingdom Cast co-host. Another great podcast. That anyone who hasn't listened to that or subscribed to it, definitely uh, check out Kingdom Cast podcast. And you may know this guy as at CountryBoy567 on Twitter, correct? That's the... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Country, nice to have you on, man. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thank you. And you ain't got to be so uptight either. Marcus is the youngest one on here. Don't be calling him yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Relax and enjoy yourself. I got you. We got the other man of the hour, JD, coming on here now as well. Oh, but, okay. Um, before we get into the Chiefs uh, stuff, um, obviously the whole sports world was kind of um, you know saddened by the loss of uh, John Madden. Um, I know Raiders coach, but it's one of those things he kind of embodied the shield, you know, and for so many yeah. different reasons. Um, and I just you know I kind of wanted to ask you, E and JD, um, in a new country, just what did uh, John Madden mean to you, and did you ever have any interactions with him, E? You know what? I never had any conversations with him uh, a little bit before my time, but I know he called a few games at. I participated in. Um, when you think of the name John Madness, it, it, it just symbolizes football, especially because of the you know the Madden football game. You know, probably one of the most um, popular games that's out there. Um, and then to you know to grow up and watch and hear his voice when he covers games, um, you know, is 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 you know it's the loss of him. Uh, it, it, you lose a big piece of football um, and, and what he meant to it. So uh, especially, uh, you know, definitely a, a, a good one gone too soon. No, I can't say too soon. Yeah. But, you know, 80, 82, I think he was. 85. Um, 85. I mean, good, good life. Um, but still, you know, no, no one knows when their time is called. And so uh, to lose somebody like that and that big, um, to have that such an impact to the game, uh, that's a tough one. 
Yeah, JD. So before you got on the show, so JD, welcome to the show. Um, we have Country on tonight uh, from Kingdom Cast. You guys are familiar with each other. Oh, Country, what's going on, man? What's up, JD? Got it. Doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I asked uh, E and Country just to kind of about uh, John Madden, what kind of impact did he have on on you, and just in general, did you ever have any kind of interaction with him? Uh, well, not not personally, uh, but I, I know that he used to be a. a, a a big fan of, of, of number 87, 89, man. You know, so he, he used to kind of, he used to have like this Madden, like tough guy team that he would, he would just put guys on that kind of was like kind of unsung heroes. And he would, he would talk me up. Uh, I would see, you know, all, you know, some of the, the cast that, you know, later, you know, some in the films and stuff like that. And he would always, you know, talk about, you know, my blocking or, you know, this guy coming in and he, you know, just kind of tough. And so I always appreciated him for, for saying that. And just, you know, giving me, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, some honor in the, in the things that I did. And so other than that, man, John Madden, man, I mean, we're talking about a legend, you know, a guy that was was a trailblazer just with his coaching style, uh, who he was, his thought process, um, gave a lot to the game, gave a lot to the game. Um, and, and, and to be honest, I, I think I text you this, you know, I, I, I wondered about where he was at and how he was doing a few months ago. You know, because, you, you know, because you haven't really heard too much about him. And that, that was the thing about it, because, you know, it's just, you know, especially in these last two years. I mean, you know, people are, you, you know, you never know who's who's going, who's leaving and stuff like that, man. But he, when you talk about just the impact that he had on the game, you know, as a coach, I mean, that that's he's at the top of the echelon, without a doubt. And, you know, we, look, we all know we all played his game. The man game, he put his name on something that, you know, I mean, he, he, he deserved it. And so. When, when he talked about things, I mean, John Madden spoke. He spoke uh, volumes every time he did. So, man, just, you know, hats off, sad news. Uh, but like I said, man, just a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, Country, as a fellow fan, what, what, did, what did John Madden mean to you? Yeah, coming from a fan's perspective, like, we, we seen him we seen him call games and you get the boom and, the, and all the sound effects and the drawing on the screen and all that, but mostly – we know him from like video games. It, it was first. It was Tecmo Bowl, and you know you could just run the Bo Jackson play and, and beat everybody in the face. Can't be stopped. Then they upgraded to to Madden, and when Madden came out, it was just so different. It was just you really felt like he was in the game and taught you the game, taught you plays, and taught you how to play strategy. And somebody said that he taught you how to manage the clock and all that good stuff. So yeah. Uh, we look at that as his legacy, but he was a coach. He was a, a guy off field. He was a humanitarian. He was just everything. He was a, a legend in every sense of the word is the tweet that I sent out last night. So even though he was a rival, and, and you know how we feel as fans, we hate the Raiders, uh, we still had that level of respect, a high level of respect for John Madden. So it's a, it's a sad loss for fans, video game people, football. It's a sad loss all over all over the globe, for real. So, uh, you know, it's almost kind of like the Jordan shoe, and like a lot of the kids nowadays, like little, little young kids, have no idea who Jordan is. But this shoe is right. so popular. You know, it's right. kind of the same way with John Madden. They have no idea who John Madden is, and this game just continues to evolve and become so popular. Um, but you know, I wouldn't put him up on a level uh, a pedestal with, with Michael Jordan and what Jordan has done. But he's 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 up there with the game. Yeah. He's synonymous with the game because it's yeah. like if you don't know, if I say Madden, you might say the game, you might say football, you might anything. You know what I'm saying? He, he can say anything to you. You know, 
and, and, and you would know him, you know, from, yeah. from my kids to my grandmother knows. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, the legacy, man. Yeah, that legacy in itself, like it speaks volumes, like the Lombardi, right? We're talking about the Lombardi trophy, put names on certain things. And John Madden, like I was talking about those teams that he just had. I mean, guys, man, we're talking about from, you know, the 70s, 80s, I mean, 2000, when guys were just playing, man, that, that, that was like a badge of honor for John Madden to have you on, on his wall, to put you on his team, meant a lot to guys, for players. Um, and, and, man, it just, you know, what he just like you said, what he meant to the entire sports world. Um, you know, just being a coach and just being kind of like that, that colorful, uh, you, you know, personality, you know, so yeah. great one gone, man. Great one gone. You know, yeah, hell, I think he still has the record out in Oakland for most wins. Right. And, so, yeah. and he also has the NFL uh, highest winning percentage of any coach that coached at least 100 games. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. Belichick. Yeah. Even Belichick. Yeah. 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 Like, and, he made, and he made Frank Caliendo rich, too. That's true. <laughs> <That's how laughs> <this impressed. laughs> yeah. But, well, the cool thing about Madden is that, you know, it's like his legacy will live on because, you know, you know, even my grandkids will, will, will know who Madden is. But with a video game, it's also to be like kind of like an, like an education aspect, right, where parents can be playing video games with their kids and like, oh, this is Madden. This this is who this guy was, you know. So it's like kind of like as an education endless for wherever how many years they, they continue to make Madden. But um. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, okay, so we're gonna get into the concerns for the for the night. So we got four concerns. Uh, the first one, uh, obviously, uh, the game last Sunday was kind of a wire to wire domination, thirty six to ten. But it felt like just from the kind of the second half of the game just felt like it was bigger than that, bigger blowout than that. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, we clinched our sixth straight AFC West title. But what were some of the things that kind of stood out to you in the, in this uh, thirty six to ten win over the Steelers? I like more the consistency of what we've become. Like, you know, second half of the season, uh, we've kind of, we've rediscovered our identity. You know, before people were talking about we didn't have a chance. Who was, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't the same quarterback. His oh, Chiefs team is the same hold team. Hold on, E. Go, go ahead. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I did the, 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 the siren and stuff, man, was just kind of going on. Uh, uh, hey, I've been, I've been down there. We hear police sirens 24-7. What y'all doing down there, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the crazy thing is I've been in the little ritzy area, so it's like you hear them all the time, but it's just for nothing. <laughs> you had to check out your window or whatever. I'm like, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> nothing at all. But yeah, so more I, I'm more I, I like the consistency of where we're at right now. Defense is playing awesome ball, uh, especially when we have a full defense. Uh, you know, Chris is playing the way he's playing. Uh, you know, Ingram has come in and, and, and kind of uh, recreated this defense. I, I don't say he recreated, but he he kind of lit a fire on everybody's ass to where, you know, they understand what the potential of what we have as a defense. So it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, offense. Um, you know, not having Kelsey out there and to see the way they were still able to keep pace and, and put up points and, and let those other guys go out there and get some shine. So it was it was a good win. I, 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 like I said, the consistency of it is coming to play at the right time of the season, going into the playoffs. You kind of just want to get hot at the right time. And, and the timing is lining up perfect for the Chiefs to be hot and, and really – they're not even really hitting on all cylinders because they even haven't even had the opportunity because guys have missed games, guys have been hurt. Uh, the offense wasn't pulling their weight, but the defense was. And now it's kind of coming to 
a level of balance of the defense is playing just as hard as the offense, and they're yeah. starting to come together. That has to be scary for every team in the NFL that, oh, my God, our, our saying on the podcast this week was be mad at yourself. Y'all had the opportunity. We were three and four last in the AFC West. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was broken. The defense was the worst defense ever. The offense wasn't consistent enough. And and you let them just linger around and lay around, and now they're back. And it has to be like the scariest sight for anybody in the NFL, all other 31 teams. It has to be scary. Yeah. On the podcast, we asked Jason a question. Um, who would he rather have if he could only choose one, Travis or Tyreek? He never answered my question, so. Put <laughs> 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 you on the spot. <laughs> It's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, because they're both game changers, man. They, they each wow. one, you know, can 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 turn the game completely around. Mm-hmm. But I, but so I, 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 if you only had one, though, yeah. I, remember, I, I followed up. I said, you know, one thing: speed kills. Speed kills. You just sometimes you just can't count for that, right? So um, that, I guess it was kind of a non-answer. Answer, non-answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know? that, it's still kind of hard to answer. Look at what man Kelsey's been. You know, ever since he stepped on the field, he's been a Pro Bowl receipt, uh, Pro Bowl player. You know, yeah. I think it took Tariq uh, a couple of years to come into his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but Kelsey's, you know, since day one has been doing this, doing this, uh, this thing, and and hasn't been stopped. You know, and, and I hate the comparison that everybody does with him and Tony. Like, who's the best? You know, tight end to come through Kansas City. Um, Kelsey's still young. I mean, he, he still got some years left. Um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, sign him to another long-term deal if he continues doing the things that he's doing. But like Jason said, you can't teach speed. And Tariq is a unique individual, especially at his size, to be able to go out and make those kind of plays. Yeah. yeah. The, the weird part of it is Tariq played, but he didn't really play. You know, he had – But you got to respect him whenever he's on the field, though. Yeah, so he was more of a decoy. You think he was more of a decoy than anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think team, they they pretty much had to double him because you you never know when he's gonna you know hit you for a, a, a big play. Right. Uh, and the thing is, you got to stay on top of him. You got to stay underneath him. So that opens it up for everybody else. Yeah, and that first drive, they were, they were peppering him with targets in that first drive, and that was kind of it after that. Well, but you start doing that, you start putting in the defensive mind, like this guy's going to have a big game. So that's the thing about him. You know, we talk about, you know, Travis's, of course, his ability to to make guys miss uh, in the field. But Tyreek just puts in a whole different level. I mean, he, he's out there and he's just play, he's playing around with guys with his feet. I mean, he's out there. He's just stopping and starting and going. And he's just, I mean, he's just on, like, his ability athletically just to do the things he's doing is just on a whole different level. And I think, you know, Defenses, they they have you can't you can't prepare for that. Like you said, you have to double a guy like that up. You have to. If you don't, he's going to torture for two hundred. I mean, and so when I when I was looking at the game, some of the things when I was watching, like you said, it was part of their decoy. Even when Tyreek was running down the hill, they took he took two guys. He took two guys because they knew they had to account for him, and so that left a lot of the guys open. Pringle, that's why he was able to get you know six catches, and 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 you know Patrick was able to pepper it around a little bit. And kind of going to the fact of like some of the things I've seen during the game was that Patrick was hitting the guys. It was open. It was like a, a lot of underneath routes. Um, and, and really, man, I'm, I'm going to take my hat off really to the uh, to the offensive coordinators. 
to the enemy and, and, and Andy, calling a great game offensively. Just putting these guys in a position, man, to make plays. And so they did it. I, our first somewhat, I say, test of adversity that all these other teams had to deal with, right? Dallas came in, you know, we, we had to deal with them. Everybody talked about they had they, they full uh, uh, tools in the, in the bag. Of course, same thing, Green Bay, same thing. But you know what? Chiefs came in. I was like, look, we have enough. And we did. And we handily did, you know, dealt them in. We were talking about a Pittsburgh team that is a good, look, they got some boys on the other side. Ben is a, he's a good quarterback. He's got some receivers on the other side. They got a, 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 a good defense, got a great defensive end. So it was going to be a challenge, man. But the way we came in and just handled it, I mean, we just, we, we made no doubt who was a better team uh, on Sunday. And so that's what I love so much about it is because we were just head and shoulders above everybody else. And our confidence just showed that, you know, from the very first drive to the, the first uh, 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 interception, at that point on, it was just a command from the lead on. And we just made it all just look so, like you said, put together. And uh, it was just so dominant. And seeing that, like at this right time, like you said, kind of going into the playoffs, without a doubt, the Chiefs are the, the, the team uh, that's that's here to win it. No, without a doubt. I don't think there's any about anybody else in the AFC saying, ah, well, you know, maybe it, no, uh-uh, it's the Chiefs. And so when I was looking at some of the talking heads this whole week, you know, everybody, it seemed like everybody was like, well, I told you so. Well, now, now you wasn't. You, you, you weren't that dude. You know what I'm saying? Two or three weeks ago. You weren't that guy six or seven weeks ago. You wasn't. You know, you was talking about it's all done. With, you know, where are they going to go? Y'all was those guys. And so it, it, it kind of, uh, I don't know, it bothers me a little bit because now all of a sudden everybody's like, ah, hey, yeah, the cheese, the team to win. Ah, okay. Now you're saying that, right? Now you're saying it. Well, so, and for now, they have their, their sweethearts in Cincinnati with that high high power offense they had last week against Baltimore. That's the that, that's the new kind of the sleeping giant right now. Everyone's good. The people are, are, are jumping on the bandwagon of. So we'll see yeah, what happens on Sunday. We might there might Monday and Tuesday we might have a new favorite of the AFC. Yeah, with the, with it's, the it's like they they set up a funeral and they had the singers and the preacher and everybody was there and they forgot the body and the chief showed up like, yo, what's up? Like, uh, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, so. <laughs> what happened to y'all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a stat earlier about the, uh, the two high look, the two high safety look. Um, and over the last three weeks, uh, we've completed 45% or 45, 46% on the two high safety look over the last three weeks, which is the highest in the NFL. So it sounds like, I mean, based on the looks of it, and it sounds like that we've kind of figured out this whole too high look uh, nonsense that everyone's been, you know, complaining about all season long. Well, you know, we're, not, we're not taking the chunks what we, the, the way we used to. And, and the d- defenses want to give us the under, the under routes and, and let Tariq beat them with speed. And then all of a sudden you uh, – you know, let Travis hit you for something big, continue doing it. You know, take advantage of everything that they give you. Um, and that's what we've been doing lately. So you want to keep running that two deep? We're going we gonna to push you out of that two deep pretty soon. So, so E, does, do you think that makes us more scarier? I think our like offense as a whole is scary as it is. I mean, yeah, because we're already scary. But him having patience and willing to attack your holes, does that make him even like that's oh. that's the thing that for me as 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 a fan as a you know former player um, I've come to give Patrick more respect with because the first few games he doesn't want those underneath routes Patrick wants to hit you for deep plays that's all he, he wanted and he was getting impatient with it and then he was having a lot of turnovers with it so it was like you know do I take what they give me yet taking what they give you 
has got our team back on the road. It's got our, our, our offense back together. So, yeah, I, I like, you know, it's, it's implementing the running backs a lot more. Um, you know, even with Hilaire Hurt, you know, our, our other two running backs have done well within the offense. And it's opened up the, you know, the passing lanes for the receivers to come in and, uh, and make their names out there. So I like, you know, it's just a matter of can we keep Patrick poised enough to where he's comfortable with this, you know, dink and dunk. It's not, it's not like it's, it's not at all close to what God, I can't. My guy that had that broke his leg. Our quarterback before Patrick. Alex Smith. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's not a dinky dunk like Alex Smith. Totally yeah. not that. But that's kind of what we're given right now, what teams are trying to give us. And at times, yeah, we'll hit Tariq for a deep play uh, on, a, on a scramble. But, yeah, for the most part, most teams aren't going to give us that deep play. They're not going to give us the one-on-one with Tariq. So just take advantage of what, what, what they're giving us. So I'll, I'll say this. I'll answer the question. I, we definitely has made it more scarier. But a simple fact, you know, they had to cover us the whole field to begin with. But now, you know, what I really appreciate is the defense actually showing us that that look early, early on in the season. So now, one of the things, Patrick, all the coaches, all the players had a chance to adjust. And it takes a little bit of time, right? And it's the same thing. He said this before. We all, look, we all know this. This is a copycat league. And everybody was taking what Tampa did against us and say, look, you know what? The Chiefs ain't going to do this. So if they're not going to do us, we're going to do us defensively. And so all of a sudden, it started working at the very first of the season. And we were struggling. Like you said, Patrick was struggling. But now, like you said, you start implementing a little bit more of the, the running backs into the uh, the passing game. But also, too, these last few weeks, we've been letting the running backs actually run the football a little bit more, right? So when you start doing that, what I see now, defenses, they have got to respect that. They got to respect that part. And when I was looking at some of the combinations of routes that they were running this past this past week, what I was seeing was, yeah, we're going to hit you deep. You got to cover that with Tyree. We're going to use you with the speed. We're going to hit some mid-range routes, and we're going to run a whole lot of cross routes on y'all too. And then we're going to swing the backs out the backfield. So what is it you're going to do? So you ain't got enough guys to cover in the middle, right? You ain't got enough guys to cover deep. You ain't got enough guys to get you know wide enough in this thing. And so – what another promising thing I seen was protecting Patrick. They did a great job offensive line protecting Patrick this week. Um, it was at one time I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but he was down there in the, in, in the red zone uh, going in, and he sat back there for about ten seconds. Yeah, and he was almost max, max protection, and he he just had a good old time. I'm sitting there like I got a little worried, like dang God, he's, he's got a little bit too much time, and he hit Pringle for the touchdown. But you know those guys, man, had had doing a, a good job, and so. What we've seen is the improvement has happened just not with the wide receivers with Patrick, but also to the offensive line. And so the defense speaks for itself, man. But what we've seen, like you said, talking about Ingram and what he's been doing as far as like making that that transition and the other guys playing around it, man, these guys, man, they 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 on a whole different level right now with everything. I love it. I definitely like how they've been using D Will lately. D Will has uh slowly but surely and under everybody's nose has become a very valuable weapon, like out the backfield and running. And then I think he had 100 total yards in the first half. Huh? I think he was at 100 uh, total in the first half, you know, rushing yeah, and yeah. receiving. Yep. Yeah. And then, then you add the energy of a young guy like uh, Gore, who's hungry to make his name, and, and he comes out and he shoots out and it's like, one drive was all him, right? Wasn't one drive like Jimmy Derek Gore? 
Yeah. yeah. Every play. I just like how they're using the running game. It's like a brand new toy that Andy Reid's found, and he's been using it. And he's been going to the well with it a lot lately. So um, I'm curious to see how that goes forward. It's, it's, it's exciting, man. This is exciting. It is. Uh, so moving on to our, our next concern, we talk about offensive weapons and, and another kind of toy. All all season long, even going into the offseason, we were talking about who's going to emerge as the number two guy. You know, uh, we talked about Hardman. We talked about Demarcus Robinson. Pringle was also a name we, we talked about. Then we brought in Josh Gordon. We thought that could be the emerge as the number two guy. But seeing no Kelsey this weekend and seeing who really stepped up this week was Byron Pringle. Do you think Pringle has kind of immersed himself as the number two wide receiver after we, when he did this past weekend? Uh, you know what? Uh, yes. He has, no doubt about it. And the reason I'm, I was hesitant about it is because just because offense is not that typical, you know, if we, if we do what we do half the time, one, one day it might be, you know, Harmon, uh, you know, might come be number two. You know, it could be uh, Robinson as number two. Uh, Byron, you know, he just, he, I think he benefited, like I said, a lot was where uh, Hill was getting a lot of looks, you know, just taking guys with it. But, I mean, Byron Pringle, man, he's, look, he's, when I, when I watched him this past week, he he definitely stood out catching the football. And I seen that at one he called it and it looked like he fumbled. And I'm like, oh man, you know, because to me, sometimes he does that. Sometimes he, he's not as strong with the football like it should be. But I think he kind of made up for it. And then when he start, was able to make plays, I mean, he did it. He, he showed his, his skill set. Uh, but to me, yeah, he definitely, uh, you know, emerged as the number two in this offense. Gotcha. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, he showed, I think this is one of his breakout games. Um, well, similar to the game he had uh, against Indianapolis a couple of years ago. That was kind of a, a little breakout game for him, too. So, I, li- I like Pringle. I like that uh, I like that Hartman showed some life. He didn't get down on himself, and uh, he, he contributed to the game. Um, I kind of like what Noah Gray was kind of doing out there, and I think that further in the, he, he could be a weapon. But, yeah, definitely, I think Pringle's uh, – He's a solid number two right now. Yeah, I like all of them, uh, but the one that's shown the most consistency to me is Harden. So, um, you know, Pringle stepped up at the right time when they needed him to, and he showed that he's uh, we can depend on him. So to say that he's the, the, the solid number two going into the rest of the season, I, I can't say it based off of this last game, but he, he has shown that he's dependable, so. Um, no, nah, man, you know, you, you can't like McCall Hartman on Chief's Twitter now. You know, the- <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> he's, a, he's a decisive character right now, man. You, you gotta be careful with that phrase on McCall Hartman. There's a lot of strong <laughs> I, think, I think McCall Hartman is, I think he doesn't get the, the fair shake that he deserves, and he's, he's kind of the target this year. So even when he does good, he still gets a little bit of the, the, the slander, but. I agree with you. I think I think McCall Hartman still has talent that, that hasn't been tapped into. As long as he gets consistent and he give a game, give us uh, games like he did Sunday, I, I can roll with McCall Hartman all day. McCall's still raw uh, as a receiver. I do. I think he's still raw as a receiver, and, he, and you can still see it. I can see it as far as like some of the route running. Like he ran one uh, crossing route, and he started drifting up the field, right? And just as a rule. You know, what you want to do is you want to come back to the football. And and actually, Patrick kind of got on him about it. He's like, you know, kind of like, man, look, no, don't, don't drip. 
You know, I'm trying to get the ball to you. So you catch the football so you have more more space, you know, between you and the defender. Then you can take off running. But if you start drifting like this, then all of a sudden, you know, these things could be intercepted. All these things could happen. So, um, uh, you know what? I, I've noticed that he's the only one that Pat yells at, like, vocally. Yes. Like, is, is that because he's trying to tap into that? He's, I think Pat sees what he could be, and mm-hmm. he's just not hitting it. Consistently yes. every time, and yeah. and he's the only one that Pat really yells at. The only one I really seen him yell at before. He, he's he's the one that that you could see, like you said, he's he's they're not on the same page. And so what he's expecting out of him, you know, as quarterbacks do. Look, we we had a saying in, in the office room: be where you're supposed to be, be where you're supposed to be at when you're supposed to be there. And so if a, if a quarterback expect you to be a particular place, distance down, and everything like that then be there. So Patrick's expecting something out of him and he's not doing it, then he's going to be vocal. He's going to be like, hey, man, look, we, we worked on this. This is some things like when, as a receiver, when, you, when you've been doing it for a while, you know that. You know, like, you know, getting the first down. Like, it, it was like, get to the yard sticks. Like, what are you, come on now, slow down. We need the first down. You shouldn't be a yard short. There's, there's no reason for that. And so things like that, I know the frustration, but like you said, because he has a talent and he knows what he can do, right? I mean, we know McCall, look, he has that speed just like heel. He's right there with him as far as speed-wise, right? I mean, he can, he can take off, too. We get the ball in his hands. And so we seen it. And so I know Patrick's like, man, if you if I could just have you right there on that page, do you understand what I could do just offensively, fully with this thing? You know what I mean? I think that's where, the, you know, kind of the frustration comes in because he knows what he's got. He knows it. You know, it's, like, it's almost like having a, a – uh, uh, Lamborghini, but you're only riding it in, in, in second or third gear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What did you uh, make of uh, Josh Gordon's performance, JD? I know you've been on the, the, the you know leader of the, the Josh Gordon fan club uh, over the past yeah. season so far. What uh, what was you think? Would you make of his uh, his play on Sunday? You know what? What you know? Just short. He was short here and there. The, the first one that Patrick threw to him. Patrick had uh, had a guy in his face. You know, if uh, if uh, Trey Smith had held him a little bit longer, could have been a touchdown. Second one, Patrick, uh, you know, same thing, off his hands. But, you know, hit his hands, you got to catch it. And so, you know, I was expecting a little bit more out of Josh. You know, hey, look, you know what? When is, when is you know, when what I expected. But, hey, that's all right. Look, everybody else stepped up. So, get him next week, Josh. Get him next week. Come on. E, e what did you think about it? Because you, you, you texted about um, his performance on uh, Sunday. Man, I ain't here to sugarcoat. Uh, he's, he's a chief, so I support everything he's doing. Want him to do well. He's just, to me, he hasn't stepped up to the plate yet. Um, uh, I figured bringing somebody in his size, his statue, you know, he'd be an immediate impact, you know, even with the, the time he's been out. Um, you know, I feel like he's a type that you could throw up for fade routes, uh, challenge the ball on most routes. Um, and it's, I don't know if the game is passing by or what, but uh, he's not making the plays that he, I, I've known him to be accustomed to. You know, J.D. can sit and say what he wants to say, but in all honesty, dude hasn't done anything since he's been with the team. That's just being honest. Oh, my God. Yeah, he has one touchdown and probably a few catches that probably total up to 50 yards since he's been here. I don't know. Um, and, and, and I know J.D.'s going to say he hasn't had the time to get his legs, whatever else, but again, when you're given this kind of a, a free pass to come back and, you know, 
make a name for yourself or, or reestablish yourself, uh, I figured he'd be a, a, a bigger impact a lot sooner than where he's at now. First off, that's not on him, okay? Most of it, all right? It's just time he's been open, and we ain't seen that one fade pass. Are y'all related, J.D.? <laughs> hey, look, hey, I'm going to take, hey, take up for him like we are then. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just saying. Y'all, <laughs> look, you can't sit there like, oh, well, he works. He's on our team, so I'm going to support him. No, look, no, 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 no. Look, look let, let's, if we're going to be fair then, let's just be fair, okay? Look, he, the man's been no, out of that was, that was my opinion, though. He asked me my opinion. I, I get it. I know. You see me shake my head at your opinion like this <laughs> is a horrible opinion. <laughs> Do you really think Josh is playing up to half of the potential that we brought him in for? Look, have you seen no, one? Adam, I'm not in that, you, JD. What? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead, country. Do country. you think he's been half of what we expected? Uh, I, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I agree with Eric. I agree with Dunn. <laughs> How much do you think trust is a factor in what he's doing? Because I think. He's played himself back into shape. He looks he looks good out there. Yeah. Uh, he's been he had he's had opportunities. I don't know if Pat trusts him. I don't know if Pat feels confident throwing in the ball in certain situations. Do you think that plays a factor, or is it? I think the talent is still there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Marcus, when did he come? Uh, I believe second, it was like- third, second third game of the season. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> He's been here for a little bit. You know, I, I, again, I'm not going to sit – I don't want to sit here and like, make it like I'm knocking the guy and saying he's, he's crappy. Josh Gordon was a beast in his prime. We all know this. I'm just saying I don't know if that, you know, Father Time is caught up to him. You know, for him to make the plays that he's made – man, we can go a whole offseason, a whole offseason, and go into training camp after months of not doing anything and – look like we've been playing football for, you know, for for weeks. So I, I don't want to sit and act like it takes you that much, that long. I've never been in this position that he's in. Um, I don't play the position that he plays. I know the, uh, I know the playbook for all offensively is a lot difficult uh, than it is defensively. But, you know, you take uh, Odell Beckham, who was, what, Achilles? Was it his Achilles or his knee? And it's taken him a couple of games to get acclimated and get back in the game. He shows up in, in L.A. They run routes designed for him. Oh, I told y'all earlier, Odell's not going to beat a, a corner one-on-one. <clears throat> He's going to beat a guy by running double moves, and that's all you see him catching balls with is with double moves. So you play, let Odell play it to his strength. What are we going to let Josh Gordon play into? Oh, man, look. Okay, so they're not playing into a strength, right? We, we talked about the fade ball. How many okay, fade so balls? Whose fault is that? It's not, is it his? Or, or is it part of his, like, you know, making the, the, the call? Well, if he doesn't fit our system, man, why? Why, why have you? Look, it's the same thing, right? If he came here, like, week three, okay? The guy hadn't played for two years. Odell Beckham has been playing. Even when he was hurt, he was playing. And he was in that system. Then he goes out there to L.A., and L.A. has small guys, right? The L.A. system works for Odell Beckham. He's, he's been in that system before. So the same thing with Josh, who's coming in. Look, and like I said before, you sit trying to fit a guy, okay, on the outside who, who's, who with, with all purposes, is 6'3", 6'4", you know, 
doing things differently than what other guys are doing as far as like what we do offensively. That's that, that's my thing about it. Okay. So it's gonna take us some time. Look, give him the all season. If he comes in all season, then you say it next year, then fine. Look, you know what? I'll be right there with you. Like, look, you know what, this guy. But look, for the guy to be out there too. You know for a fact that's not how offenses work. That's not our team, bro. You don't bring you in. And I, I don't know a team that's brought a guy in to, to be this unproductive and they still, still have him on the roster. First off, first off, let, let's let's say this, okay? It's not just him catching the football where he contributes to what they do, all right? A guy could contribute different ways. And he, he's been blocking very well for the Chiefs, okay? He's probably the best receiver blocking out there without a doubt. Period. Okay. So let's just go ahead and dispel what you just said. Offensively, offensively, how we do things, it does take some time. So a guy that comes in, right? And it's just like, what do you need this guy for? So if we're not throwing up, look, Josh Gordon, we talked about this. Fade ball. Fade, we all been calling for it. We still have not seen a fade ball yet thrown to this man. None of us. None of us. True. So I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, we know it. We've seen it. We know he can still jump. Why not just give him one to see what he can do? I'm sure they're trying it out in practice. But like like uh, Country was saying, maybe it's something that is just not on the same page. And Patrick was so used to, look, we know he, he's used to, look, Tyreek, Travis, look, that's, that's the two guys he's looking for more so anything else, right? I mean, it's, it's, Who was the tight end that we had that got hurt, that tore his knee? Okay, he wasn't – they found a way to get him the ball. He'd been here two years. It don't matter. He don't get he doesn't get the reps. What's that? He doesn't get the reps, JD. He goes in, he and he they find a way to get him the ball. Was Fortson here all last offseason? Uh, let me just remind was he here offseason? Marcus <laughs> he was so Did he they was, find a way to get him the ball. So he was on the team. Did so they he get him the ball during the spring and Did a summer. Get him the ball? Right, huh? Did they get him the ball? Yeah, because he was here. Okay. He had been here. So they've been here all year to eat. It been here eight months. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> they brought him back. Well, hey, that was a guy that he. I got to take off. That's a guy that they knew. We got to have you on again. Finish the show with the fellas, Jay. You you continue your argument with the guys. Stop hey, hey, What would you say, Mark? Before, before you go, <laughs> give us your score prediction uh, for uh, Sunday, just so we have that. Thirty-five, twenty-four, Chiefs. All right, I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> anyway. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah, have a good night, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good night. Hey, thanks, Appreciate you, bro. So, so done. What yeah. if we take the flash name away, and he's just a receiver, Josh Gordon, who who blocks and he comes up with a catch every now and then. But he he, he, he like you said, he contributes in more ways than just receiving. He is doing that. Like you got to yeah. give him that. Yeah. He's just not showing the flash part that that we know him for. Well, I say this, okay? When uh, Carl Malone went out there to the Lakers, we didn't take the mailman away from him. You know what I mean? We, we don't take away the name just because <laughs> you know, you know, the like he used to. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't do that. You can't okay. do that. So, Flash, you keep Flash. The only thing is you work with Flash all offseason. And that, it, that's what I'm saying, man. Look, it, it, two years out of football, okay? Two years out of football without getting hit, Without getting catches, I ain't talking about your girlfriend throwing passes to you in the backyard, right? <laughs> I'm saying, the girl tried to throw an out route to you. That's different than Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to you. And they got this, they got this guy off the street. You know what I mean? They got him off the street, man. And so, I, you know, I'm not saying nothing about the street, but he, look, he ain't he ain't been in 
that type of environment for a long time. And so part of that, and I think he I, physically he's there. I think he is there physically. I really do. I just think when you go when you go into the offseason, this is how it works. This is what he doesn't quite understand. I, I know he, he understands it. I know he's just kind of arguing with, with the whole point. <laughs> what you do is you make your plays around everybody that you have pretty much, right? So when you go in the offseason, all during the spring and the summer, you're talking about the pieces that you got. Jordy Fortson was a piece that they had. They knew, like, look, we got Jordy Fortson. We're going to have another tight end. Uh, you know, we, this is what we're looking to do. But Tyreek, Travis, Robinson, Pringle, uh, Hardman, this is where the offense is going to run around, right? Hilaire, all those guys. They know the, the, those pieces, the main pieces, are going to be there. So Josh Gordon is like a bonus. He's a bonus guy. That's why I look at it. So you don't get rid of a guy like that. I'm not really disappointed in what, you know, his play. You know what I'm saying? Because to be honest with you, he was a guy that wasn't really a factor. We didn't factor him coming in. When we heard Josh Gordon was available, he came on the team. Everybody's like, oh, shoot. Okay. That's the guy that we need. Now, we don't see flash because we're not throwing flash plays. We ain't throwing flash plays right now. We just not. So, you take the name away. Look, strip that name away from him if you start throwing some fade balls and he ain't delivering. You know what I mean? He ain't flashing flashing like that. Take that name from him, all right? I I will give him props for staying engaged, uh, staying with the team. He's staying out of trouble, you know, because he had had the the concerns coming in. And and we haven't seen anything like that since he's been here. He's been engaged. He's, He's been a great teammate. Like you said, he's doing all the dirty work, the blocking and and all that, the picks and then being a decoy on certain situations. So I, the production will come. I, it, I, I ain't going to give up on him yet. No, no, no come on, man. It, you know what? It, it would just it, it'd be ridiculous to, to be honest with you. I mean, really, like I said, a guy like that, I mean, you keep him in. It's like, look, Josh, you know what? We, we know what you got, your talent all season after this works, after we can finish winning the Super Bowl. We're going to have you in here. And we're going to start working into our offense. Now that we know you got, we got you as a weapon. Definitely. Then, you know, Jody comes back and all those other guys, man, we, there's other things we can do, but you know, like you said, man, look, a guy contributes blocking when, when he needs to, man, he does a great job of it. So, you know, if, if that was the case, man, I'd have been cut a long time ago. So I played 12 years, you know? <laughs> so, so uh, going to back to E's uh, question, when we brought him in, it was week four of the seasons when we brought him in. So, I mean, that's what, thir- 13 weeks? I mean, yeah. as, compl- as complex of a playbook as it is, I can't imagine that 13 weeks is even sufficient enough to uh, learn a playbook um, like that. Uh, and also, the Odell Beckham, the, the, from what I, I've noticed, they had Robert Woods was out when they signed him. They brought him in. So it was, it was only a cup, and then they had, you know, just a bunch of guys we don't, we don't know their names, right? Um, well, they, they, they some guy, Von Jefferson, but – you know, you, you put him in there, and it was clear they had plays that that first game that Monday night against the Niners. They had plays designed for uh, uh, Odell. Where, where, and what you what you were saying, JD, um, is you know we already have a playbook set. Josh was just coming into that. We weren't we weren't designing places for him because we have Kelsey and Hill. Those aren't those guys aren't hurt. I can imagine yeah. if those guys were out, we'd be designing plays for Josh Gordon. We kind of change up the playbook, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then all you all you're gonna do is just you're gonna create a lot of tension. Because it's like, oh, okay, you're taking my place away to give this guy who just got in here, right? Where's the loyalty, right? So, I mean, Travis, Tyreek, I'm like, hey, man, wait a minute, hold on. This guy got in. Look, we, we, we respect him, too, what he's done. But also, too, he's got to earn that, that spot. You know, we've been the guys here. So, you, you keep featuring us as they should. And, and, and has they, have they been doing it? 
Yeah. It's like, man, come on, that that's apples and oranges, man. It, you know, when you had Robert Woods, Odell Beckham, they they really the same guy, same body type, same, you know, it's the same fit, man. It's cookie cutter. So that's why Odell was able to come in and, and you know, bring him in that quick. That's why they wanted it. It's like, oh man, Odell, that's perfect. That's a, that's exactly the type of guy we need. So I'm with you. I hope we bring him back uh, next offseason and at least uh, compete for the 53 man roster. If he wins out, then I think we'll actually have plays that were designed to go to him from, from the jump. So, yeah. um, all right. So our next, our next concern here. Um, okay. Obviously we're going into Cincinnati this week. Um, and there's a little bit of history here, JD, uh, cause I was thinking earlier that we really haven't had a meaningful game against Cincinnati where both teams were actually relevant. And I'm going to say since, uh, the, the 2003 season where, uh, yeah. Where, you know, they, they snapped the undefeated streak that we had. Um, everyone in Chiefs Kingdom definitely remembers that game. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so what, I, what what's the, thing, the thing here is everyone's talking about the Cincinnati offense. And there's good points to be made that we really haven't seen an offense of this caliber so far this season where you got Burrow. And, and, and we play the Packers. We know they were out Rodgers. Uh, but with, that, with Burrow, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, and Jamar uh, Chase. And uh, CJ Uzmoa, I can't pronounce his last name, but um, butchered that. But when this kind of offense is playing against our defense, how big of a test is this game? And also, I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on uh, that game from 03. Just, you know, you scored a touchdown in that game. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, the, I'll, I'll start on the 03 game first. So, you know, we weren't looking past them. You know, Chad just comes in. Ocho Cinco, of course, guarantees a win and whatnot. And they, they got, they, they, they lucked out on that game for real. They lucked out on it. Um, but it was just, you know, one of those things, man, Cincinnati is a good play, you know, great place to go play. Um, you know, they, they got a lot of history up there. They always keep good players. Uh, and so we just, we didn't get it done, man. We didn't get it done. That was like one of those things is just uh blemish on, on the record, man. We did, they broke our win streak because we sure didn't think Cincinnati was going to be the ones to do it. <laughs> we just didn't, we didn't, you know, for real, we was just running through folks. So, uh, 03. But now you see they have a lot of talent on the opposite side of the ball. Uh, so, yeah, man. I mean, Jamar Chase, I mean, Burroughs throws for 500 some yards, man. Uh, five touchdowns, man. They was just explosive all last week. And so it's going to be a great test to our defense. I think, you know, our guys, I think we match up real well, you know, because we got Sneed back. You know, the young guys are going to look at it for a challenge. And I think, you know, also, too, uh, defensively, our defensive line is going to bring some pressure on Joe Burrows. I think that's what you do against a guy like that. Still kind of young. He's got to put the ball where he needs to. Uh, he's got some great accuracy, man. He, he's 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 really uh, really solid in the pocket. So he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And it, that to me, I look at it like this. Uh, our defense holds up well. And you stop those, those three, you know, uh, uh, Chase Higgins and I, I think uh, it's uh, uh, and Boyd. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be all right. Uh, Mixon, uh, it's not really an issue, a problem. You know, he'll he'll try to get going, but I think we have something for him too. Uh, but I think we got we got our full bevy back of guys, and that, that's that's a great thing for us. Uh, so uh, we stop them from scoring, we're gonna be fine, man. I, and I think our defense is, is looking forward to that challenge. I think our defense plays even better now. Knowing that you have that challenge, I mean, look at them: Green Bay, uh, Dallas. You know, so they was eating those guys like that. Man, they they are really, really ready for things like that. When they got good receivers coming in, they want that. They want that. So uh, 
I think I think we got a great, great opportunity, man, to show everybody, put everybody on notice. Not that we haven't already, but we beat these jokers like like we did last week against Pittsburgh. Shoot, we, we know we're going to Super Bowl and everybody else is going to be like, look, <laughs> get ready, get ready. So. Yeah, Cincinnati, um, here's an aspect of the game that I was thinking about is uh, Pat. I think, you know, Pat got that Michael Jordan thing in him. And I think that they've been loving Joe Burrow all week and for a few weeks, actually. But and he deserves it. Joe Burrow's a good quarterback. He's going to be he's going to be one of the ones. They got a franchise quarterback in Cincinnati after a long time. So but I think Joe, uh, I think Pat loves that challenge. And and that's not good for Cincinnati. <laughs> um, our, our defensive line versus that offensive line, they should feast all night. That, that offensive line is not – I don't think they're capable of holding up against a motivated Jones, Ingram, Reed, who's, who's been flashing a lot lately after yeah. we didn't know who he was for the first seven weeks. But he's been showing up a lot lately and with a vengeance. Um, and those guys are ready and hungry. So it doesn't matter how good the secondary is playing if, if, if he don't have no time. You feel me? So if, if we can get him and brush him off his spot, and he's still a young guy, so he can be baited into interceptions and he can be rushed and pushed off his spot. So I think it's going to come down to that O-line versus that D-line. If that D-line is beasting and eating all night, I mean, we're going to make some short work of them. You know, but Cincinnati's on that level, so they definitely come in and motivated and want to prove themselves that we do belong here. We're not the Cincinnati Bengals of all. Uh, Boomer and Sison is nowhere to be found. He's not walking through the door. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ocho Cinco is not walking through that door. <laughs> so I, it's going to be a good game, man. I think it's going to be back and forth. They're not going to be – I don't think we're going to run them out the building like we did Pittsburgh. I think they're going to show some art. I think they're going to show some fight. So it might be a little closer than, than it should be. But I think the, the focus of the, in the mindset of the Chiefs right now, I don't think – Anybody could walk in, 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 uh, we can walk in any stadium right now. The way that, the way that mind, the way that focus is going right now, and, and it's not going to be that big of a challenge. Uh, the 03 game, though. Yeah. Why, man? Why did y'all lose that game? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, and, and I was a fan. Of course, you got to be a fan of Ocho Cinco. He's, uh, Hall of Fame caliber player, you know what I'm saying? And he, he showed out, he danced, he brought fun to the game. And I hated him for saying that he was going to beat us, man. I was like, ah, oh. like I had never thought about losing until he said that. And then and then it happened. It just hurt. <laughs> it just hurt. Man. That guy, a guy who just left, is, you should talk to that guy. That guy, you know, he said he didn't really have a good game. He, he scored up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you scored a touchdown that game? Who, Ocho? No, you. Yeah, I scored a touchdown. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I scored okay. a touchdown. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah, just a little, like, over the middle little thing, man. I had had my little dance, put my little dance, dance to it. <laughs> did a Harlem shake. I think I did a Harlem shake on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> did, did Chad do much that game? He didn't do, he didn't do that much that game, did he? Yeah, like <laughs> He had like seven catches because I, I watched the highlights earlier. I think he had like seven catches for like seventy something yards that game. Uh, uh, Peter Warwick was the one who uh, tore it up that game. He had, he had a bomb for a touchdown. And he had a punt return for a touchdown. 
So that's what hurts because I'm a Florida hero. State fan. I'm a Florida. I'm a Florida State Seminole fan. So to see Peter Warwick destroy us, that hurt more than anything. That's what hurts. Thank you for bringing that up, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, Lee. I forgot. See, and that's that's the thing about it. It was almost like at the end of the game. We was like, did we lose for real? Did we really lose? You know, we, we couldn't even believe it. We, seriously, we couldn't even believe we lost. So, yeah, that hurt. It hurt, man. Yeah, that game hurt, man. <laughs> you know what? Like, when you when you winning like that, you know, they always tell you, you always say, yeah, man, we ain't worried about, like, uh, going undefeated. But you think in the back of my head, like, man, we got to get this next. We try to go undefeated. You know? <laughs> so, you got to. You know, you, you try to tell everybody all the, you know, the sports writers, stuff like that. Now, nah, look, man, it's just next game. Uh, you know, we're not trying to get the record. We're not trying to, yeah. If you at close, you're like, oh, yeah, we can taste it. We can taste it. So, what? And the, and so the, was it? And the clip that I posted earlier on our on our Twitter page, um, it was it was Boomer, uh, si- not Boomer, uh, Chris Berman, Boomer was doing the, um, you know, the highlights. And uh, they kept going back to our, uh, to our game. Back to uh, Miami Dolphins with uh, Don Shula and, and all those guys, like watch watching both games in there. Um, and so they actually showed when the game when our game was final, they showed them watching the TV and watching the game in the in the in the box at the Dolphins Stadium. <laughs> they popped champagne, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, once they got Mark, Mercury Morris. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think it was? Was it a bit of arrogance? Did y'all y'all didn't I'm not saying y'all overlooked them because you can't overlook any team. Was it no man? You know, we, we just we were just doing what we did. You know, we came in and 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 you know they always talk about the odds. And I forgot that uh, Peter Ward ran one back for uh what's the name of it? For oh, a touchdown. Yeah, punt return. I didn't even know that. Oh wow. So some things like that, man, it just, you know, you think you're just doing enough and it just all of a sudden before you know it, when all the smoke's done settled, you had just got the short end of the stick, man. But it was, uh, look, we believe us. Look, we was in the locker room and we was just like, dang, God, I couldn't even believe it. And, you know, I'm, look, that's that's in my backyard. I'm right here in Kentucky. And so that's an hour up the street for me. So I had a lot of family at the game. Plus my my cousin was married to uh, Jer- uh, Jeremiah Johnson, the, the fullback. Ah, yeah, so, touchdown that game. Yeah, I know. So I was just like, dang, God, you know. So it was one of those things, bittersweet. I got a touchdown, but we lost. And I'm just like, yeah, man, I can't believe I come all the way home and, and lose, you know. So, wow. Man. What was crazy about that game was, I mean, I was I was a kid. I was like, I was like nine when I watched that game. Um, so watching it kind of brought back some memories, but I, I forgot it was kind of a slugfest. It was it was six three midway through the uh, the, the third quarter. I, yeah. I, I don't remember being being like that at all. Then obviously the final score is 24-19, but I mean it's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, one touchdown here, play there, man. It's you know, it's all turned around. So mm-hmm. yeah. We can move on to the next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Man, it still stings. I'm, still- <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to open up old wounds, JD. <laughs> Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price. $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. 
Light box lab-grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. We're going to fast forward to now. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen this weekend, but um, it's the last segment's our game predictions. Uh, so week 17, our Kansas City Chiefs will travel to Cincinnati for one o'clock, uh, one o'clock kickoff. And we got Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call again uh, for this one. Uh, Chiefs are currently a five-point favorite uh, away this week. What are your scores and who do you guys have in uh, in this game on Sunday? Mm. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I, I think oh, I think it's going to be 28-21. Okay, 28-21. Uh, Chiefs winning. Uh I think our defense is just gonna hold up. I think I think they hold up. Hold, I think they hold up real well against these guys. So uh, we may give up, you know, maybe a rushing touchdown, maybe some passing, but that's about it. So that that's about all they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna score more than twenty one points against us. And so uh, Patrick and all, you know, offensive side of the, of the ball got Travis Kelsey back. Uh, they're gonna go with showing, you know, Travis is right there. I mean, he's up in Cincinnati, you know. So to him, he's home too. So this is home for him. So he's gonna try to show out. He's definitely going to try to show out. But I think we get 28 points, uh, you know, beating them. I think it's what it's going to be. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm just going to uh, go 31-21. 31-21. I'm going to do that. How about that? Why, why the change there? I, I just, you know, Kelsey's at home. He's at home. And he's going to try to show out. And I think we just continue what we've been doing the past few weeks. And so uh, if we get up on him early, we're just going to keep, just keep rolling. Why not? So, uh, I think, you know, like you said before, uh, Country made a good, good, uh, uh, good point talking about Patrick, like having that Mamba mentality, right? Like that Jordan thought process, like, okay, look, Justin Herbert, you, who you want, with, uh, Josh Allen, keep bringing these guys up every week, every time we play somebody, you always want to put this guy ahead of me or just on the same plane. Look, well, look, <laughs> I tell you what, I got something for him. Watch. <laughs> He's going to hang up about 31 on him. <laughs> what say you, country? Uh, it, yeah, I agree with that statement. That, I mean, every time when versus Josh Allen, Lamar, Trubisky, I don't even know what Trubisky could have did to him. <laughs> <laughs> he put something nice on him. Uh, so uh, last time we played Cincinnati, we blew them out the water. Um I'm gonna give him. I'll give him 21 too. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I'll go 35 21 because I think. I think. Like I said, I think Pat got that. He took it personal. He got that Michael Jordan in him. He got that uh, that swagger. So it might be back and forth or close for the first three. And then I think that fourth quarter he's just gonna separate. And it's and 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 the defense is ready. The defense. Um, they probably been hearing it all week too. We're not getting 500 put on us, right? You know, and um, I don't know if you got the stats, Marcus, but Joe Burrow's games outside of playing the Ravens are very different than when he plays the Ravens. Like he kills the Ravens. Like yeah. it's something he got the Michael Jordan thing for the Ravens, where it's just purely personal, and and he putting up 500 yards, which is that's a personal, <laughs> that's a personal thing right there. You know what I'm saying? That's a little bit of a kill, but. Um, so I think Pat is going to try to separate himself and, and say, 
he's young, he's upcoming, but he's not here. He's not ready yet. Right. And then uh, let's, I'm going to show y'all the difference. So 35-21. Interesting. Yeah, the, uh, the total points for this game is the highest of the week. I feel like every week, uh, Chief Games always that it's the highest point total for the week. Uh, but Vegas has it at 50 points, and both you guys and E, all, all three of you guys took the over in this one. I think, I think that's where I mean I think it's where it's going to go. I mean, obviously with the two offenses there, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, it's fantasy championship for many people out there. So uh, I'm sure if you guys have, if you were in the championship, you probably had Burrow last week. Um, if you had Burrow at that point, so you're probably in the championship. And I'm sure I'm sure there's some of the homes guys in the in the championship. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be uh that's gonna be a, a wild one. Ho- hopefully it's a it's a fireworks and hopefully we win this game. Um, well, well, COVID hit my fantasy team last week. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, COVID kind of killed. Uh, <laughs> I'm all in two versus COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing my fantasy team up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was- I was playing a guy who had Burrow, but I had T. Higgins, but I, I just couldn't overcome. He, uh, Burrow had like a fifty something in my league, and I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't overcome that. I had Jamar Chase. I, he got me twenty. That's all I needed. I had Jamar Chase, so that was, was good. Are you in the finals? Huh? Are you? Are you yeah, in the yeah, I'm in the finals. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been uh, number one all season, man. Number one all season. So yeah, nice, a, a, a tight lineup though. Uh, what helped me a little bit? Uh, Waller got hurt. Waller helped it hurt me. It hurt me a little bit, you know. Other than that, man, I was I was beating people's heads in. I died, died on the muck. True. <laughs> I, I was I was cruising pretty good with Derrick Henry and then, mm. oh, yeah. yeah, it was downhill from there, bro. <laughs> did, did you end up getting his handcuffs? Did you get Did you get Deontay Foreman or no? Nah, I, I, I yeah, it was all over. <laughs> <laughs> I was cruising along pretty nice, and then and it was a ton of bricks. <laughs> well, JD, good luck to you this weekend, man. Um, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online Country. It was awesome having you on, man. Again, if anyone out there doesn't know about Kingdom Cast uh, Country's podcast, please uh, go check that out and download it on pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. Correct, Spotify, Apple. Yep, yep. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Kingdom Cast, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Uh, shout out to my co-host Boogie, uh, CPAN for the win, Bad Luck Chuck, and uh, our new correspondent Kylie Manning. Man, we appreciate all the support. Uh, we like what you guys are doing, man, and, and we support y'all just like y'all support us. Uh, Jason Dunn came on last week, man. I think we had yeah, a great man. show last week. Yeah, it, man. I try to answer. I try to ask you questions that. I haven't heard you answer before, so it was yeah. pretty good. I, I think I think I did a good job to tap myself on the back. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> man, some great questions. Some great like head scratches, some thumpers. I was like, okay. And I, I like it. Look, you, you brought me right into the fire. Now, I appreciate every bit of it, man. So thank you for yeah. allowing me to grace your channel, man. I, I I really enjoyed myself over there. So yeah, y'all okay. it, over there, man. Go catch them. Go watch these dudes. Doing a great job. Put, put some pressure on E to come on, man. I throw him in the fire. <laughs> Ask him a Josh a Gordon question. That'll get him. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, everyone, and we wish everybody out there in Chiefs uh, Kingdom. Uh, I hope you guys have a happy new year. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have a nice celebration and I hope the Chiefs uh get another dub. But um Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.